Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. Live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network for our 12th annual Thanksgiving Day potluck. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev Mack, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother, Jimmy the Blueprint. Uh, B. Austin is scheduled to be here with us uh, just shortly. So, you know, y'all know B. Austin now. He's going to be late to his own funeral, so forgive him. Uh, we're going to get you prepared for a long day of football. Looks like a long day of trash football and a long day of eating. So once again, it's time to bust it up again with you guys in the greatest man cave in the history of the earth. If you're up with us, you can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, as usual, is 323-410-0012. So what up, Jim, man? What's good with you? You know, as usual, I'll tell you you fellas this every year, man. Thank, thankful for you brothers and our longtime friendship, brotherhood. Man, yeah, y'all don't, for people who haven't listened for a long, long time, y'all don't know. Uh, me and Jim, we go back to like, man, what, six years old? Five, six years old? Yeah. So, yeah thankful for the brotherhood, time, man. Bro. <laughs> Absolutely, oh, you already know. You already know what it is, bro. And and that's a definitely long time, man. Because I ain't trying to give our age away and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to go through something. Yo, I ain't gonna tell y'all when so, we happy... six. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I was like '92. Yo, um, shout out to everybody out there on Thanksgiving, man. <laughs> you know, for folks got up early, listen to us. Everybody on the replay, man. Just shout out to everybody, man. You know. uh Crazy last couple of years, man, with the vid out here and everything, man. So I'm just thankful to be alive. I know, I know. Yeah. I mean, this this first year and a couple of years yeah, that we even trying, you know, like a ten person uh, Thanksgiving gathering last year was just the just us in this household here. So I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Thankful for you, B. Austin. It was Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving last couple of years. I'm gonna be yeah, late sure to death, was. but early to life. I don't know what that means, but it sounded hot. That shit sound deep. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. He's he gonna come on late then try to kick a bar because he hates it. Sounds terrible. Indian deep. <laughs> Yo, well, it, it's two yeah, different man. factions of people out there who are thankful for the American, the Maricacan justice system um, this week. Mm-hmm. As y'all all know, uh, the young boy Cal Rittenhouse was acquitted of all his murder charges for, you know, going across state lines, minding everybody else's business and laying the murder game down on people. Um, even though the people he laid the murder game down on was, wasn't the people he was going over there to lay the murder game down on. And then the McMichael trial, I don't know why everybody was calling it the Ahmad Arbery trial. Can't be on trial if you, if you're dead. Um, no, they used to, they used to black men being on trial. 
Right, right. You know, so they see a black man that can still on him. Put him on trial. Yeah. The, the McMichael fellows and, and the other dude, Boyle, whatever his name is, they were found guilty um, on all their charges. So, you know, you got oh, the man. black people celebrating that. You got the white people celebrating Kyle Rittenhouse. Like, y'all got thoughts on any of this? I mean, More trials that shouldn't I mean, take place because this stuff shouldn't be happening, but whatever. I mean, my thing is like every I, now and again, it's, it's, you got to sacrifice a couple white boys into the into the meat grinder uh, to make us happy. But ultimately, to make us happy, to keep us in check. But ultimately, uh, I think Kyle Rittenhouse is the personification of white privilege and entitlement. My man grabbed an assault rifle, an assault rifle, and they said he was defending himself. Yo. But yo, hey, yo. like you said, what were we like hmm. three for six, sixteen million four hundred thirty-eight thousand two hundred eight? I don't care. Yo, I don't care about none of them, man. Like yo, mm-hmm. after system. But yo, my your, your man called right now. I was like, yo, if they would do me like this, what do you think they would do to somebody black who carry the gun around? He land. He landed on thick <laughs> Yo. Yo. Yo, I'm a freedom fighter, man. He's a freedom fighter, man. This is big. My whole thing with all this. Fighting like, for our oh, freedoms. I don't even care to talk about it. Like, what, what are we even talking about anymore? Like, how much more evidence do you need, man? Like, it's about, like, what y'all going, what are you going to do, man? To sit around and just, like, because it is what it is. Right. It definitely is. Like B said, you know, once in a while they got to sacrifice a couple. And most of the time they sacrifice a couple of, you know, uh, PWTs that don't even matter in their community. Um, not, and, not, but not the, the bad part about yeah. it is a lot of us get fooled. We go celebrating it. Yeah, we oh, won. Man. We ain't win nothing, man. Dude, did you see, did you <laughs> Cause see you know the black people that said that racism dead. was over? We win nothing. <laughs> Yo, racism, the black people that said racism was over, I'm going back now. They said racism is over. Going they elected back, what, Barack like Obama. I'm about to say you're going no, back. No, I'm going back years. to Barack. <laughs> Yo, and now and now that, here that, we that, are. That, that, 20, I remember, 21. I remember when Jesse ran. He said it was over. When he got they the let ballot, he said it was <laughs> over. They let him on the ballot. It's over. Ain't nobody vote for him. Listen, man. So my thing ballot. is that's probably something that listen. It probably that probably precedes us, bro. Mm-hmm. When, when slavery when the slavery was abolished, they probably said it was over. And I mean, even though they didn't tell everybody, you know, they probably still said it was over. <laughs> it's over for us. This is something that, that goes that on about anytime. Yo, bro. Anytime, you know, I, I guarantee you. I guarantee you, when the Civil Rights Act was passed, you had Negroes out here saying it's over. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Negroes out there hollering like racist post post racism indentured servitude society. All right, man. I guarantee so before you, we get Bill started, man, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm See, thankful. We're going to turn this back to sports real quick. When Bill Russell became to the our first listeners, I'm thankful for my brother that I'm on the air. I'm on the <laughs> air with. I'm, I, I got to let you all know that I'm thankful for you, Brother Jimmy. I'm thankful for you, for you Brother Dev. Y'all truly are my brothers, and I appreciate y'all putting up with me. And for allowing me to make your lives better, your miserable lives. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for Thank it. Brother. Shout out All to right. him. And y'all know who him is. 
right, before we get started, though, you know, we've got to remind you, like we always do, that whether you're with us live or not, and, you know, we're doing this episode at a special time, so I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all who do listen to the live pod is probably going to be here at 6 p.m. this evening, you know, wondering why you can't talk in the chat room or you can't call in and (laughs) why we're talking in past tense, (laughs) why this stuff happened already. Either way, either way you're listening to us, man, we, we, we appreciate it. But you can listen to us anytime on demand. You can hit the archive episodes of the show and all of our partner shows in the War Room, Spot, War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that either at our website, warroomsports.com, or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms because we're pretty much on all of those Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you do your podcast listening. Uh, we are there. Our partner shows are there. So shout out to everybody on the network, man. If you're a hip-hop head, of course, tissue in the tape. Uh, hit them brothers up, man. Greatest hip-hop show in the world. Um, if you like to watch TV and movies, man, it's a lot of stuff going on. You know, a lot of stuff drops around the holiday time. So you need to check out On the Couch with the Wilsons. If you're a foodie, if you're traveling, especially around this East Coast if you're in the Philly area, man, you got to listen to John Appetit with the Burtons. They're going to let you know where you can go get a good bite um, to eat. Uh, after further review with the mayor, the Broad Street Line, and, of course, our newest partner show on the podcast network, uh, Superstars with Big E, H, and Soup. Shout out to those brothers. Um, but let's get into this, man. Hot Topics brought to you by my bookie. War Room Family, it's time to make some money sports betting in my bookie. And, hey, betting on these trash Thanksgiving games, you might be able to come up on the holiday. Have you some money for Black Friday. So if you still haven't checked out my bookie, then it's time to place a bet. Lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports by joining us and thousands of other online players. Placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your bread. You get it fast. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wages after you find out that some of the stars in the late game already have some turkey. So join now. My bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word. That'll activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid, period. All right, man. The Probably the biggest NBA story of the week, man, is the whole melee between the Lakers and the Pistons. Wait, was this was – this, well, they don't play in the Palace anymore. I was like, was this in the Palace again? They always wilding out in the Palace, but this wasn't the actual Palace. But um, the NBA actually ended up suspending the face of the league, LeBron James, for a game um, for recklessly hitting, and this is in air quotes, recklessly hitting Piston center Isaiah Stewart in the face, bloodied his face, required eight stitches. Um, Stewart ended up getting two games, even though he was – the quote-unquote victim of the reckless hitting. Did you guys see this this whole video of Stewart running around, trucking people, acting like the Incredible Hulk, trying to get at LeBron? Um, <laughs> what were y'all thoughts on this? And do y'all think the suspensions were doled out fairly in this situation? I mean, um, this is a very this is a very shallow topic with so many complexities. Right. First of all, I'm going to start with your man that got beat in the face. Yo, <laughs> you are so thankful that there was that many people in between you and LeBron. And I'm not saying that because I think LeBron can really fight because J.J. Barea showed you. Me back. 
But but you were so thankful that there was at all times at least five to ten people between you and LeBron so that you could wild out on national television and get your, your, your 90 seconds of fame because that's probably all you're going to get. Like, you're going to be known for the rest of your career for wilding out after LeBron whooped your ass by accident <laughs> and bloodied you up. LeBron, I, I'm going to keep it a, a thousand, man. In 19 years, I really haven't seen LeBron do too much dirty stuff, and I really don't think his intention was to open my man's face up. But that's probably the dirtiest play I've ever seen LeBron do, and if that's the case, man, I've seen much, much dirtier play on the playground. I mean, his intention definitely was to get dude off of him uh, by yeah, any means I don't think necessary. And of course, I mean, in the NBA, you're never trying to leak nobody, but he was trying to, you know, swing something on him, elbow, fit. I mean, he, everybody's calling it an elbow. He actually hit him with a with a the, the outside of his you fist. You saw what Kermit Washington did? He was trying <laughs> to leak something. Right. Kermit Washington was trying to kill Rudy and almost succeeded in that. Jim, what, what were your thoughts on this whole thing? The hold me back bandit. Boy really ain't want no me yeah, boy really ain't want no smoke. Like so, um I mean, it's basketball, man. It's, it's, I grew up on physical basketball, so this was like a little elbow, a little blood. It is what it is, man. You know, I know it's easy for me to say when I ain't the one out there leaking and getting elbowed in the eye. But with that being said, um, what it, he had his opportunity if he really wanted to, like, you know, lay hands. They were they, they were face to they face. were face to face. They were literally <laughs> face to face, and he ain't want no smoke. And and Brown actually told him like, yo, back up, like I ain't, you know what I mean? I ain't with the with the silliness. Then you know, like like always, you know, once people get between us, my man went straight Hulk Hogan mode, you know. So for me, it was more of a comical thing. And B Austin's right, like he'll be known for this, which is sad, but it also shows you like who Brown is. Like yo, you 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 fucking, oh, excuse me, you spazzed out on me, and that's what you're known for, spazzing out on me, man. Um, and I find it funny that you shared something uh, yesterday I was dying laughing at, which is certain players are trying to come up and, like, defend ball. Like, he isn't always into some ish. And somebody yeah, put together a like compilation of like, dude. his fights and dirty plays. Boy's always getting into this. Yeah, he always he, he, into it. But the crazy part about it is you need people like that on your team, to be honest with you. But, you know, but let's not act like he acquired boy either. Yeah, I mean, he's one of them real physical players – and kind of like, you know, if he does something physical to knock you off your square, he's not like the apologetic type. He'll stand over you. He'll stand in your face. So there's a video out there of, of a million dudes trying to fight this dude on the basketball court. Of course, he got into it with one of the Morris twins. He got into it with Montrez Harrell. He damn near kicked LeBron in his nuts before um, in, a, in a separate game. Um so, yeah, not a choir boy, but nothing that, you know, we don't care for or anything like that. It's just that the people, like Jimmy said, that's coming out the cat for him right now to act like he is a choir boy, like that's kind of corny. Um, I don't think either oh, one of so those Oh, so this bull be kicking people in the, in the Nards? He a Nards it, kicker? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's one, yeah, you know, one of yeah, those yeah, where, where his, rebound, um, his, his rebound looked real funny. He was going up for a rebound. Leg was right between LeBron's legs. Like, it, just a lot of weird stuff that he does, and he's never apologetic for it. But, you know, he got people coming out to bat for him now saying, like, 
this couldn't happen to a nicer guy, and he just had a lapse in judgment, and he was upset, and this and that. Nah, there's video out there, but nobody cares until it's LeBron. Like Jimmy said, LeBron is going to be the one to make him famous, but he's going to be famous for the wrong thing because, like, you really, really wanted that smoke. Like, you had You definitely could have got it. Right. Word, I mean, because he got up, of, LeBron uh, saw that he was a little agitated, stuck his arm out, they dead face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Face. And then, you know, when everybody comes in between, now all of a sudden, you know, Hulk smash. I mean, he was doing too much. So I don't think that the suspensions were unfair. Because if you just – all right, if, if you get socked in the face and you're bleeding and you show a little bit of anger and they have to jump in between you and hold you back for a couple of seconds – I don't even think dude gets suspended. I think people understand that. Like, all right, he got, suck, you know, he got sucker punch. Yeah, my man got the break dancing and wilding out. Man, like, this you dude, idiot. We suspended you. It was one of them things where they finally subdued him. They start walking to the sideline. He's t- he's like, I'm cool, I'm cool. And when they let him go, he starts sprinting again. My man went Hulk Hogan, as Jimmy said. Right, right. Like, like what are you going to do? Because you know it's 40 people on the court at this time. Like, you know you're not getting at anybody. And you know if they – moved out of the way and let you go, you're going to find a way to stop until somebody got in front of you. So then they subdued him again. They start walking to the tunnel after both players got ejected. He, he, he gave him the I'm cool again. They fell for it again. He breaks away, trucks a couple people, runs into the tunnel as if he's going to run on the other side to their locker room. Like, dude, like, seriously, like, you, now you're just embarrassing your parents. <laughs> like, what are we doing at this point? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, seriously, at this point, you're just embarrassing your parents. Because I'm sure they like, all right, come on, dude. Like, you too much. Yo, yo, thank you so much. Yo, basically, I raised I raised At that point, he had to get more games than LeBron. I think Boyd did full of it, man. But only only thing I yeah. threw him a little bit of bail. Maybe maybe because he, the way he got hit, he kept leaking. Maybe he was like really just snapped because you know because the guy kept getting worse. I mean, like no, my kids, like, don't, you can hit my kids across no. the head. No, I mean, listen, I've seen, I've seen folks snap from the blood, dog. You, you've been in the street and you see somebody, like, you know, get into some stuff, but then they start bleeding and, then, you know, they turn into Bruce Lee. I've seen it. No, bl- blood makes some people snap, though. Like I said, you can you can hit one of my kids in the head with a baseball bat, and then they won't even feel it. But then when they start bleeding, when the blood starts coming, then everybody's screaming, crying. Yeah, I'm like, saying. So I, I mean, maybe that's, that's the only that's the But, no, nah, he was doing too much, though. He embarrassed his parents. <laughs> Yo, he's like a give boy, Yo, I man. raised, I raised my, boy. I raised my young boy better than that. He ain't, he, we ain't, we ain't gonna have to see that on TV. It ain't, it ain't gonna be. He gonna slide right up on you. And let I was about to say, go. like, come on, man. If you are gonna get mad, get mad when my you thing is, my thing is, he really sucker punch. You, you saw the slow motion. So, boy, lip look mm-hmm. like he's about to stretch off. <laughs> let's say, let's say yeah, you, let's say you get the Brian, and you put hands on Brian. What comes from that? Like what are you doing? Uh, like, you know, jettison from going the to jail. That's an assault charge. Jail. <laughs> like, yeah, he, it was like, I mean, you're you know, done at that point. Like that's LeBron. Yeah. He might be LeBron in his 26th year, but that's LeBron. Like, I think the greatest, the greatest thing to come from this entire little, you know, uh, Isaiah Rashad or whatever boy name is, um, <laughs> is uh, it ain't even working because Jim <laughs> don't even know his name. <laughs> yeah, what is the greatest thing to come from this is uh, no chill, Gil, man. Like Gilbert, Gilbert's oh, response yeah, to this him. is the greatest thing to come. Gilbert's response—he laid the murder him. game down. He killed him. <laughs> you know, he had to oh, oh, that, this is worth man, uh, the strap. 
<laughs> I wanted to quote. Gil uh, used it as an opportunity to take the heat off himself. Get the I strap. Carrying my man. strap in the locker room. I quote my man Omar Little. I usually don't quote folks from from that community, but yo, when you come hey, for the yo. crown, you come for the king. You best not miss. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on. Rest in peace, um, Michael K. Williams. The Pro Football Hall of Fame Class of 2022 semi finalists have been announced. So it was 26 names. Uh, name so far for the for the class. Of course, they're going to whittle that down to 15 finalists next month, and then after that, all the real uh, fireworks are going to going to start. So I'm going to just read off the names, and you know, just if anything stands out to you, that's a serious FOH. Hey, please, by all means, weigh in. Um, but the the uh, I guess the headliners of this. Uh, Andre Johnson, the wide receiver, DeMarcus Ware um, from the Cowboys um, are kind of the headlining names in the whole thing. But among, also among this year's semifinalists um, in their first year of eligibility, my man, Anquan Bolden, uh, my namesake, Devin Hester, Robert Mathis, Steve Smith, and Vince Wilfork. The other semifinalists, um, and these are players that are a little bit older. They're not in their first year of eligibility. You got Eric Allen. Shout out to one of the greatest Eagle defensive backs of all time. Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Rondé Barber, um, McNabb's favorite target back in his day. Uh, Tony Baselli, Leroy Butler, Eddie George, Torrey Holt, Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Steve Tasker, Fred Taylor, Zach Thomas, Heinz Ward, Ricky Waters, for who, for what? Reggie Wayne, Patrick Willis, Darren Woodson, and Bryant Young. Um, Jared Allen, Barbara Baselli, Butler, Holt Mills, Seymour Thomas, and Wayne were all finalists for the first time last year. Tony Baselli has actually been a finalist three times, and Seymour, Richard Seymour, has been a finalist three times. So any of those names where y'all just say, like, all right, cut him now, like y'all wasting time? <laughs> y'all see anybody like that in there? No. No, I'm. Dis- no. I'm. I feel disrespected that Eric Allen is not in the Hall of Fame. I feel disrespected that he's in the same class with Rondé Barber. <laughs> Eric, well, I feel old as hell that dudes I grew up watching be going into the Hall of Fame now. Right, right. Yeah. I, but th- that's the thing, though, Jim. Some like you said, grew up watching like. We Some of them boys younger than us. Yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, younger, how about that? Yo, how about that? Yo, we yeah, old shit, yo. <laughs> yo, in my yo. mind, in my mind, I'm like, damn, Steve Smith, why you not still playing? I know we we got the Patrick Willis, right? Because he left early. Yeah, he Patrick. Yo, how cat how cat be legends that keep into the game when he's in our twenties though? Maybe already legends. <laughs> already <laughs> legends. All right, so shout out to everybody there. Good luck. I mean, of course, everybody can't make it, so I guess you know Eric Allen gonna get the shaft again. <laughs> Paul, but Damn. um, yo, B, how insulted would you be of all people? Because you know you're a D back guy, you're you're an Eagles guy. How insulted would you be if Rondé Barber came and jumped the line on Eric Allen? Yo, I mean, if that happens, yo. you pretty much could just conclude that Eric Allen's never yo. getting into the Hall of Fame. It's just, I mean, it's, just more, point, it's just more, it's just more the same. It's Allen, just, like it's that. just another thing that I'm gonna blame on McNaught. <laughs> oh y'all, oh y'all, man. I, de- I definitely was about to say the same thing. Yeah, Yo, you stole my thought. I was about to say, well, that's another Eagles fault. That's Donovan's fault. 
That's just Donald's fault. Yeah. Oh, he used to kill us, Donald's man. Fault. Yo, we made Rondé. Yo, Rondé got, Rondé got at least 33% of his interception goals for. <laughs> and maybe that's, a, maybe that's a Poma stat, but here's how it's not. The most important interceptions he got were definitely off-dude. The ones y'all remember yeah. were off-dude. And I ain't talking about us as Eagles fans. I'm talking about because he was on the highest stage and that happened. Yo, I blame yo fuck Donovan, man. Thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> right. tradition. Have done. All right, so the Giants fired this week their offensive coordinator, uh, Jason Garrett. Oh, eight and eight. Yeah, old eight and eight. Y'all think this is a scapegoat move or is this something that? He pretty much deserves like, like I want to know if y'all think the, it ain't his the Giants fault, Daniel, and their expectation it? of what their offense is supposed to be is unrealistic. Unrealistic. It, it ain't his fault. Daniel Jones can't play football. It's not his fault. He getting blamed because Daniel Jones is trash. You think yeah, he, you I think mean, he's trash. Just totally. You think it's? I mean, they, they've also like their best. I mean, the running back always hurt. <laughs> I was about to say he's always and, and the funny thing is when the ball plays he's special, but the thing is he don't play that much. But so their best their best player has been hurt. Um, they really don't have any weapons. But at the same time though, I mean, he hasn't done a great job either. Like I watched their games, I'm like, yo, you're garbage. Yeah, they like, they averaged nineteen point nine points per game, which is twenty fourth in the NFL. Um, last season they averaged seventeen and a half points per game and were thirty first in the NFL. So they trending um, up. They averaged three hundred and thirty four yards per game this season, which is twenty first overall. Last season two hundred and ninety nine point six yards per game, which was twenty ninth in the NFL. So um, I mean, whether you can specifically dole out blame in that whole thing, like, that's just not good. Because the Giants aren't, like, devoid of, of weaponry. Um, and, you know, they've been at this for a long time with the quote-unquote rebuild. Um, I hear a lot of Giants fans um, talking about firing the GM. So this might just be another move from the GM to cover his own butt. You know what I mean? To buy him. So if you're the GM or the head coach, really you, got, with this team. you got to protect your own job by firing your subordinates. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> absolutely. Right. absolutely. Like absolutely. Yep. On, a, on another yeah, note, like y'all feel like Saquon. Anyway. Which is that? Y'all, y'all feel like Saquon Barkley suffers from the same thing that Zion Williamson is going to suffer from? Like, I feel like he's too big bust to, cause to play his, the way he – His body. No, nah, he ain't going to bust. But his body, like, it's too I mean, big he, to play the way he does. Like, Saquon, huh? what did he do? What, what has he done? <laughs> big <laughs> Saquon Barker. <laughs> 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 what did he do? <laughs> <laughs> nah, he, nah, like Jimmy said, he nice. He's nice when he tote the rock. He's just not around that often. He part-time. Yeah. I mean, but Barkley is, first of all, he's a victim of a bad decision by the the organization in the first place. Like, mm-hmm. for everything they needed, even they weren't it. in the position to draft best player available. You know, he, he, even though he was the best prospect in the draft, they weren't in the position to do that if he wasn't playing a position of – genuine importance. I mean, we know 
Running backs are a dime a, dime a dozen. Not necessarily running backs of his caliber, but at the same time, like, there was no need. Like, there was so many more needs in that organization at the time. I just don't think they had the luxury. And, and a lot of diehard Giants fans agree with me. They just didn't have the luxury to go best player available if that best player was at, you know, a, a position that wasn't really going to lay a foundation for the team. Like, if you were able to strike – after you got a couple of good offensive linemen, a great quarterback, you know, strike gold on a good running back after that, okay, that's just icing on the cake. But to get a running back before you get all of that just doesn't make too much sense. So I think a lot of his career is being wasted in a place where they reach to get him and they don't have anything there that can help him be the best that he can be. So. Hey, Shout listen, out man. to Saquon you know, and his jo- wasted career. I've got Joel been saying that. Joel been saying that's his <laughs> yeah. draft day. Yo, well, you know, Joel is a world-class troll, so he reminds his Giants brethren of it probably six times per game and then another six times during the week after the games. <laughs> he lets them know. Yeah, pretty play. much. Like, yeah, but we, we drafted a running back, though. Um. So shout out to, to that situation, you know, being a fan of a team in the division, I can't say I feel sorry for any of this. Um, my only thing is they got rid of the offensive coordinator, you know, right before they play us. And y'all know how teams, when moves like that happen, even in the long term, if you're not going to be ish for that week. Over that couple of weeks, everybody bonds together and plays above their heads. So I don't like that it happened, you know, right before they play us. But we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yo, yo, I just want to send a shout out to our brother Vod, who's listening in live, who uh, who's over there laughing at me often for, um, you know, him not quoting folks from you know what I mean? But you know, shout out to Vod. Yo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, always off the hook, man. All right, man. So the slate today, man. There's three games, man. We got. We got Bears-Lions at 12.30, Jesus Christ, Raiders-Cowboys at 4.30, and the nightcap at 8.20 is the, the Bills versus the Saints. Uh, I would say if probably one of these games interests me um, at all, and that's, of course, the Raiders versus the Cowboys. Just, it's the only game between two decent teams. Um, I would say the Saints, by record, is a decent team, but that shit be sinking um, without Jay, without Jameis, without a decent quarterback. Um, the Bills should be able to get back on track and, and, and do something strange to them in the nightcap. Uh, but let's just pick them real quick, man. Uh, Giants, I mean, Bears, Lions. The Bears will be going into this um, without their young quarterback, Justin Fields. So it's going to be Andy Dalton um, versus whoever the hell the Lions got on deck for this game because it's not Jared Goff. Man, I forget the dude's name. But um, just on paper, this looks like a terrible matchup. So if it does happen to be a very good game, I don't know if a lot of people will actually notice because it's going to be like background TV for a lot of people. So if it's like a compelling game, I don't think anybody's going to be around to actually notice but it's a good yo, game unless somebody comes to your chat group like, yo, good this game's pretty good. good. And then you pay man, attention. Man, I ain't watching that nonsense, man. I'll probably <laughs> cut some more, some more Amazon Prime and Netflix on or something, man. You know what I mean? A little yeah. or something. I shout out, to, shout out the true story. 
Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes. Yeah, I, feel I, like, finish I, that I feel like it's disgusting that they keep putting the lions on, yo. Me and Dev was talking about this before we came on. Like, yo, why they keep doing this to us, yo? Like, yo. I understand. Yo, the funny lions, thing is, no, we probably talked about this the body for 12 years straight on this program. I remember one yeah. time we actually um, did the history on it because we actually looked up because we were wondering why, and we did the history on it. So I think we mention this every single season because the lions never get any better. And nobody wants to spend their holiday watching the damn Lions. Like, <laughs> at least it was okay when you had, like, Calvin Johnson. And, Yo, you know what's crazy, though? And, the Lions had, like, a couple in 12 of years. Playoffs, in 12 like, years, they've been good, like, Barry twice. Sanders and Herman Moore. Yo. They cursed but, um, but the thing, They make all their legends the thing is, retire early. That's how bad the Yo, but the thing is, is, when I think about it, they're so bad that they haven't even had like a, a a run of being great. Like you know, there's certain teams like like the Buccaneers, right? When we were kids, they were ass cheeks. But they've even had a run where they were good. A couple runs where they were good. Even mm-hmm. the Golden State Warriors in basketball, they were trash for the most of our lives. But they had a run where they were good. I don't ever remember the Lions ever being good. Like the like Rams had times where they were trash. Like nothing, where they made nothing the playoffs three years in a row. Like they don't do that. Like no matter I don't, who they I don't got, remember, I don't remember them ever having a good run. Like they've just been consistently like cheeks. Right. Like they've had times where they've had a good team, but it didn't turn out. Yeah, to be a but good I don't remember run. them ever having a run. Like, like yeah, right. I'm, I'm just trying franchise. to distinguish it for the people out there who might not understand what you're saying because they're gonna start naming names. But they had Barry and they had, you know, they had Scott Mitchell and and the receivers Herman. Mo- Yo, no, they, they had they a good trash good career. I was about to say, they had good talent, but they've never had a run, even when they broke through and made the playoffs. Like, how many times can y'all say, like, the, they consistently made the playoffs for three, four years straight? Can't <laughs> think of it, yo. They never had a run, yo. Even the Cavaliers, of all people, had runs. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yo, all the, all the teams that are historically cheeks have had runs. Even the Sacramento right. Kings had a run, yo. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. All right, so I'm going to give you all the records of the two teams in this game, and it's going to make you even more upset. Chicago Bears are currently at 3-7, and seven, and your Detroit Lions are 0-9-1. Yo, when they took some night of overtime, they Yo. still couldn't eke out a victory. Who's going to win this Yo, game? Detroit going to get off the schneid? Y'all picking po- <laughs> Detroit can't win. <laughs> Solid poop or diarrhea? Which one? I'm gonna go with Shit I'm gonna go with solid poop, man. I got the Chicago Bears uh improving to four and seven on this one. Um they don't have Justin Fields, but um Andy Dalton is not the worst backup that you can think of. I mean he came into the to the season as the starter. Um the Bears played pretty well last week. They got an emerging weapon on the outside in Mooney. Um I think they're gonna go into Detroit and, you know, do what people just expect to to see when people go. Yeah, this gonna Detroit. be a this gonna be a this gonna be a baseball score. It's gonna be six six runs to three. <laughs> there. Six runs to three with like fourteen errors between the teams. <laughs> who y'all got? Jim, you said Bears. Who you got? Uh, B. Um, I'm going with solid poop. Solid poop. Right. Bears poop. So solid. The four thirty game. Poop liquid. <laughs> 4:30 game. We have the five and five Las Vegas Raiders uh, versus the seven and three 
Dallas Cowboys. Uh, on the Cowboys side of things, I think CeeDee Lamb is still questionable. Um, y'all know why. If you saw the way he slammed his head onto the turf, turf uh, last week, late mm. in that game, when he was trying to play defense on a badly underthrown ball by uh, from a, the from a favorite over, quarterback. A severely overrated quarterback. <laughs> Dak Prescott. Uh, who y'all got in this one, man? Um, it's easy for me. I, I'm definitely rooting for the Raiders, but I don't know if I think they're going to win. Dallas has something to prove at this point because their last few loss, their last couple losses are having a lot of people out there on their I told you so. We were just waiting for this. So I actually, I actually think Dallas is going to come out and put their foot on, on the Raiders next. I got the Cowboys in this one. But let's go Raiders. And let's go Carr. He's my starting <laughs> fantasy quarterback this week. Because uh, poop butt ass uh, Kermit on a, on a bye. Jimmy I got, got the, the Cowboys. Girls. Yo, because your man, your man over there in, uh, from Vegas, man, they quarterback, man. My man, like, he going through it over these last couple of weeks, yo. And the young boy, yo, Michael man. Parsons, is serious. <laughs> he, serious. He, he is. He is. I'm sad. I'm sad about that. He is everything as advertised. But he's one yeah, guy. So I have fan, don't prim, you hate the when the Cowboys hit in the draft? Don't you yeah. hate that? Yeah. <laughs> I hate when they hit because you know they first of Yo. all, even if you're great, they're gonna overrate and overstate and act like Yo. you know he Reggie White, but he nice. Yo, he nice. when they interview Bull, my man straight says, "Listen, I don't really know how to play. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm faster than you. I'm stronger than you, and I'm better than you." And then he goes out there and proves it. Like that's mm-hmm. the worst feel in the world when you got somebody that's that nice because he he will talk. He talks that talk, too. Um, but I'm going with the prayer warrior, uh, David Carr, man. All right. Um, and the last game the of, the, of, of the day, the 6-4 and four Buffalo Bills. We're going into the Dome to see the 5-5 five and five and falling New Orleans Saints. Now, the Bills' offense have put up a couple of stinkers in, in the last uh, few weeks. Well, there were two stinkers sandwiched by – a 45-point, you know, explosion. But, you know, they, they, they put up the stinker against the Jags. Um, they put up the stinker against the Colts last week. But in between that, you know, against the Jets, who everybody tees off on, they put up 45 against the Jets. Um, do y'all think Buffalo gets back on track? I mean, Buffalo came into this season as a Super Bowl favorite because of what they were able to do last season. But at this point in the season, sitting at 6-4, and four, they aren't even leading their division. It's an old face on top of the division right now. <laughs> that old face belongs to, to Bill Belichick and his, his Patriots. So what do Bill's going to do today? Um, it all comes down to the legend Cole Beasley. If Cole Beasley plays well, it's like, no, I'm messing with y'all. Um, <laughs> White boy it, it, it's going to surprise, surprise y'all because I, I do think the Bills will win this, but the strength of New Orleans team, even before the great Jameis Winston went down, was the other side of the ball. Their defense is hellacious. They just yeah. can't really yeah. I mean, they're the number one they run do defense. With Trevor Simeon. They're the number yeah. one run defense in the league, even though they got, uh, you know, they got biatched by the Eagles on the ground last week. Um, <laughs> but, but that's just different, man. The Eagles have an offensive line 
even with some people being out, like they're so they're deep at that at those positions now. They have an offensive yeah. line that a lot of people forgot about because the 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 wet behind the ears coach came out wanting to be on his throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball all you know in the beginning of the season. Now that he's listened to the criticism, like you can't get Bull to stop running the ball now, and they out there mashing yeah. teams, and the proof was in the pudding because last week it was like two team strength going against each other. A great run yeah. offense, even though you had to find Versus that out the as great the coach O-line. allowed it to happen, against the, a great run defense, and you know, the, the, the run offense mashed them dudes. So, I mean, hopefully nothing yeah, will be exposed. Yeah, that's a good point. I got the Bills. I got, I got yeah. the Bills. I was going to say the Saints – I was going to say the Saints, because of their defense, maybe watch for the upset. But, yo, Trevin, Trevor Simeon is four ass cheeks, not two. And, yo. The well, when, is, uh, when are they going to hand the keys back over to um, Taysom oh, Hill? The great I know white, he was the great white, injured, the great but white he hope? was in uniform. So when are they going to hand the keys back over to him? When they ready to run That's the single wing? When they ready to run the single wing? Wing T offense? He is butt cheeks uh, as well, bro. Like he's a tremendous athlete. Um yo, but he, every he black stereotype. Get paid, though. But that's why yeah, he I, got, I know, yo, that's why he his contract is structured the way it's structured though. Because he got bonuses depending on what position he ends up playing and shining at. So he's gonna get paid either way. He's going to get his chicken. Yo, my his, man, his yo, agent, my man, man. is a Call great businessman. He's a great oh. businessman in the NFL. My man gets $25 right. million guaranteed regardless of what he do, but it could go more up than to an athlete. Million if he plays. More than an athlete. Hashtag <laughs> 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 more uh, than an athlete. Yeah. Taysom Hill, man. <laughs> Taysom. Man. All right, man. He's so a, I a lead negotiator. I started reading. Let's go to the NBA, man. Talk about this young boy for a second. Kay Cunningham is the youngest player in Pistons history at 20 years and 57 days and eighth youngest player in NBA history to record a triple-double. Now, you know, it wasn't like a monster triple-double, 13 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. But, you know, after three games, it seemed like people was ready to write this kid off. And as of late, the last two weeks, you know, he's been kind of showing – people why he's the he was the number one pick in the NBA draft. Have y'all got a chance to, to see the young brother play and what do y'all think of him? Yeah, I find it funny that my man got a chip on his shoulder already. We like a couple months in, my man said, Y'all thought I was a bust. I'm like, dude, like people that called you a bust was tripping because you ain't been playing long enough to be a bust or a success yet. Yeah. But uh you're a bust. he's definitely a bust. Like, um, in the first week of the season. He's six he's six seven plays the one, the two, and the three. Um, I think he'll guard end up probably opposition. being the <laughs> guard off our position. I think he'll end up I think he'll end up being the best light skinned point guard in the league at some point in time. But you know what it is, man, I think because he's not like super flashy, people not are ready all. to just you know yeah, like if if he's not flashy and then he doesn't start out with, with monster numbers then people are ready to, to, to look down on him already. Um, I just think we judge too quickly. But so far, in 13 games and 13 starts and 31 minutes per, uh, he's averaging 13 per game, uh, 6.2 rebounds, 4.9 assists, 1.2 steals, a half a block, and 3.3 turnovers. Um, So, you know, he's learning. And plus, 
he doesn't get to learn on a great team. You know what I'm saying? He he's on a bad behind team or with a to, great point guard on the roster either. Ain't nobody there to teach him. He gotta learn on his own. Hey Wallace. <laughs> All right, so shout out to Kay Cunningham being the eighth youngest player in NBA history uh to record a triple double. Um just a quick question about that though, you know, cuz it seems to be the standard. We know how it is, you know, triple doubles are impressive unless Russ does it. Because you know, we're still keeping these stats. We're still impressed that somebody this young has a triple oh, double. Triple double Russ face. So 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 what is it? Like, has the triple-double lost its luster, or is the triple-double the standard we're going to continue to be by? Because it seems like a real inconsistent thing to me. It, 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 it seems like it depends no. on who's doing it. You know what I'm saying? Both, Are both, y'all still both. impressed by the triple-double, or do y'all think two it's things can be days? Yeah, two things can be, two things can be right. So with positionless basketball giving players opportunities to do more things and play more places, like physically be more places on the court, I do mm-hmm. think it has brought the value down slightly, but I, I'm Three gonna points. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. It was like when Randy Moss left uh, and got to the Raiders, and they clocked him right, ran a four three three, and they said he lost a step. Dang. He had lost a half a step, but he's still four three three. It's still a triple double. So it's like. Is it a little less impressive? Yes, but it's still something to be celebrated because on, on any given night, it can be very impressive, and there's still not going to be a lot of guys that can consistently do it. So we I mean, hate I, I, I think uh, that's impressive, man. I think the triple-double is very similar to pretty much every statistic in basketball and sports for that matter. There's context to it. Right, because right. yeah. I've seen Good dudes point. average twenty points a game and it ain't worth a damn. And I've seen dudes average twenty points a game and it's like, yo, like it's it's, it's so it's how it's you got yeah, it's how right? you got it, that twenty. Yeah. yeah, because he also makes a great point. Like the way basketball is played now is a little bit different. Like um, I think I was looking at a, a stat that said like there's more shot attempts now than like any other period except for one other period back in like I think the sixties or seventies where cats were just like you know running and gunning every night, but. So there's more opportunities to get rebounds. The game is played a little bit different. I mean, you got three points mm-hmm. flying from everywhere. So um, this a lot of people ain't playing defense. So, so that's the thing. What Jimmy is saying. Jimmy is saying. The one thing I noticed. The one thing I noticed watching ball lately is, yo, can't even crash the boards no more. Like a three release and who I'm about to say, yo, you can't. no one crashes the boards no more. But, but you don't really have to because the rebound is coming at least to the to the middle of the lane. Catch is already they go. The ball go up. Other catch is running back down the other side of the court. Just running back to get there, set up at the three point line to get their three point shot off. Exactly, exactly. What Jimmy is actually saying is, he's basically saying pretty much Lemon Pepper lose fourteen points is more important than Tobias Harris's twenty one. It's probably more exciting too. No, listen, you're right. Right, but here's the, here, here's what's crazy, right? It's gotten so crazy that now, like, yo, Cass is like, look, threes ain't enough. I got to shoot from the logo now. Right. Yeah. Even though they're not giving me extra stupid. points for this. But, yeah. Stupid. I mean, two half-court shots were made. I mean, they were buzzer beaters, but two half-court shots were made alone last night in the, uh, the Sixers-Warriors game. <laughs> 
But um, all right. So shout out to to Kate Cunningham, man. Go out there and do your thug thizzle, young boy, man. Don't let these people yeah. get in your head. But do what you say you're doing. Use it as motivation. You know, some people put their head down and and tail between their their, their legs and, and roll out. He claims to be using it as motivation. So that's the kind of young player, you know, I can I can root for. Our quote of the week, man, and this is uh, this is uh, Turkey Day related, man. Um, out of the NFL, I don't know why they were asking people about this, but I guess you know they were doing one of some of those lighthearted Thanksgiving Day interviews where they asking people what they like to eat, and the subject of mac and cheese came up. So the quote is, "It's just cheese and noodles. It's not that good." Get macaroni and cheese off the table. It's disgusting. Get it off the table. And this comes from Matthew Judon, outside linebacker for the New England Patriots. Um, he definitely got a white wife. I don't like him. I hope, I hope he fails. Yeah, or he's adopted he by a white Probably doesn't have sex much. And he probably eats, he probably eats rice and air. This, this is, this is blasphemy. Um, you know, especially if you look like us, this is blasphemy. But... Like there could be there like like you guys said, like you started giving reasons, there has to be context around this. Like if you come from a family where nobody can cook, then this might be how you feel about things. Yeah, you just need to broaden your, your horizons and go somewhere where the mac and cheese is is bopping. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't it's make these bopping. kind of Right. You can't make these kind well, of blanket just statements just because your old, house. My man said where it's, <laughs> I'm gonna where it's bopping. I'm gonna sound like that was a straight like dad cool. He sounded like sixty years old. It was bopping. Yo, hey, I'm bopping and fold, I'm bopping and bending up trash cans this week, man. Um, and, and shout out to my father yo, who sound, showed up yesterday. Yo, he sounded like one of the original. He sounded one of the like one of the original Crips. He said that. Yo, shout out to shout out to shout out to Big Ray. Shout out to Big Ray who showed up to my crib yesterday for for Thanksgiving. On the note. With a book, gave me a book, gave me a gift, bought me a gift on a book on how to fight with your elbows. <laughs> I forgot the title of the joint. It's called something like the brutal, the brutal practice of elbow, something like that. But he, you know, teaching me how to yo. get in your boxing stance. And yo, he's start, a legend. You know. Yo, he's a legend. It's basically a no, no. This really hand to hand, elbow to elbow combat, like. Instead of swinging punches, yo, like, I really, I really, book, I really been with that father-in-law, yo, because boy, boy, really be out here like trying. Like what I mean by that is like, even like even when it comes to technology, my man be buying the newest phones and be trying. Like he ain't one of oh, yeah. old heads that be like, nah, man, I'm too, I'm too oh, old for that. Like, he, he gonna get that. a neck, he gonna get a neck tattoo hmm. next. I think he might have one. I'm trying to think, like, because I know he got tats that he's gotten in the past ten years. I'm trying to think. They got one of those. Yeah, my man's still outside, yo. My man's in his best life, yo. Yeah, he's still outside, yo. Possibly. He's outside. He definitely no, he got definitely several outside. tattoos in his 60s. He's in the 70s now. And I don't know if he's gotten his last one yet. So stay tuned. But, yo, but you know, yo, he bringing Ray, me books yo, on Ray how left to bend edu- up, yo, bend yo, up yo, niggas' trash cans, yo, man. Papa Ray left education to go gangbang. Think about it. We've seen we've seen Mike Tyson swing, you know, elbows that look like hooks before. Like it's that kind of book. And I'm I'm mad I don't have it in front of me right now because I really want to tell everybody, all the listeners, the title of this book. 
I'll I, I run up and, and grab it in a few minutes. No, but that's like a um. When when, when we get the homie to buy it. What do they, they call that in New York? Be Austin. Um. Uh, the same Fifty two block. Uh, Elbow box. Right oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I knew you. I knew you yeah. I knew Beyonce. That's the only know. type yeah, of stuff that Beyonce Austin actually looks at on the internet. Not the only type of stuff, but he looks at that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah. on the internet. <laughs> y'all remember like, y'all, watch, y'all went even outside. Y'all went outside with Beyonce and, and stuff like us. Like he he watched you know <laughs> he watched like thug balls, elbow boxing in Brooklyn. That ain't like, that ain't all Beyonce looked at, man. Cause yeah, yeah. Man, and, and, I've been around long enough to remember Beyonce with Tumblr, the Tumblr account. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> they they were sponsoring. They were sponsoring me. All right, Matthew Judah, man. I had to do it. Go to one of your teammates' house, like where they mom is, you know, country or from the hood or something. Like, come on, man, you gotta get some better mac and cheese. Yo, man, this, I want to send a, I want to send a salute. I want to send send a salute out to the loveliest lady in my life, my lovely and beautiful wife. She found a way to add gouda and smoked cheddar to her mac and cheese game. Oh, yeah. Ooh, my gouda, that works. Yeah, it definitely God. is. Uh, hey, shout out to to Neil in the in the uh, in the chat room right now. Um, her mac and cheese game be on point. Uh, she put like five, six different cheeses, including Gouda, smoked Gouda. She be ordering her cheese from out of town <laughs> to make mac and cheese. Out of town hey, cheese, order. yo, out of town. She be ordering her cheese from out of town, and and all kinds of experiments. She make lobster mac, lobster and crab mac. All kinds of stuff. So she in the uh, uh, chat room saying ball tripping. He definitely is tripping. He just needs somebody, you know, to do what they do. And just like B7, you know, my, my queen is a she, – she a Mac queen too. Um, matter of fact, we're not even eating here. We're eating five minutes away at the brother-in-law's house, but we've been tasked to bring the mac and cheese. So shout out to everybody who's had real mac and cheese. And they're not judging it off of something they got from Chick-fil-A or Panera Bread like this boy Judah. <laughs> yo, yo, shout, that, that shout, craft mac shout, and cheese. Yo, was, he, uh, adopted, was he adopted by white folks? He must have been. He must have been a cabinet. He married to a white <laughs> Yo, shout out to our brother uh, Phil Maddox, too, man. Cause Phil, Phil Maddox, uh, is a, is he a, makes is the mac cheesiest like mac and cheese too. I've ever tasted. My man Phil Maddox. <laughs> My man Phil Maddox. <laughs> 48 pounds of cheese in one little tray, yo. <laughs> yo, and he, he makes cheese, like, cheese Phil, with a little been, bit of mac with it. We've been hey, Phil, in the oh, with, you, with, with Phil Maddox while he was making it. So, yo, remember, Jim, when he was making it, he was cutting up so much cheese that we were sitting there the whole time, like, playing Uno and all that kind of stuff, eating the cheese as he's cutting it. And he still put enough in there where it was, like, the cheesiest dog, thing you've ever had in your life. After I ate like, like a pound of cheese even, on my own while he was cutting. Dog, I'm not even exaggerating. He cut cheese for like two hours. Like he had like the expensive cheeses. My man had like he somehow had a block of welfare cheese. I don't even know where he got it from. Like <laughs> yo, he had like yo, you gotta have that welfare cheese. Cheese be in your mac and cheese. Phil be putting cheese cubes in the mac and cheese. Yo, it'd be the, it'd Dog, the cheesiest thing I've ever tasted. And then before he finished the cheese, he pulled out he pulled out like a briefcase, like talk fiction, and opened it up, and like it was another <laughs> block of cheese, and then some special cheese he got. Like so, shout out to Phil Maddox. Yo, shout out to you, Phil Maddox. You my type of dude, Doug. Pause. Yo, Neil says she uses eight different cheeses: <laughs> smoked gouda and hey. smoked cheddar as a part of that. Hey, hold on, hold on. Is, is is Neil in the chat right now? She in the chat right now. 
talking about her age. Hey, yo, Neil, I, I just, I just, I just want to know, like, you know what I'm saying, what's, what's, what's good with the, like, you know what I mean, the sweet potato cheesecake, though. Like, I've heard things about that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> sweet potato cheesecake. Oh, speaking yeah. of, Neil, I, I got lucky last night. I found a lobster and crab mac in the back of my freezer. So, guess what I'm eating, at least. That might be breakfast. Yo. This Neil, this, Neil, I, I, Neil, all, all I want to know, Neil, you take Cash App or, or, or PayPal. Like that's all I need to know. Like you know what I'm saying? Like we can make we can make it work. All right. Well, look. Speaking of man, we got another uh, in-home chef on the line out in Arizona. We got the homie Tobias, who be yo. He man, be, it's he like five in the morning stuff. out there. Yo, Tobias, yo, Tobias, Tobias is only a chef. Tobias is only a chef, so he can date white women. Let's keep, when let's he having fem- when he having female Ooh. company. Go to Alabama. He has female and stay company. Alive. Tobias is like man. His his dish is like going to uh, a five four star steakhouse or something. Let's get him on the Yo, line Tobias, now. Tobias, Tobias put him down one of our What you cooking him. today? Hey, happy colonizer's day to all of you and your families. <laughs> uh, well, I put the two potato pies in, right so back, they looking good right now. Hey, by the way, uh, here's a funny one for you. You know, November is – here's the irony of it. November is actually Native American Heritage Month. Good one, white people. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's like, you give them the same month as a pilgrim showing up. Man, that's a good one, white people. But uh, here's a stat of the week for you guys. I looked this up because I was trolling Saints fans on Twitter yesterday. You don't, you don't be awesome, boy. Jameis Winston still has more touchdown passes than Baker Mayfield, and the dude ain't even playing almost a month. Yo, <laughs> I'm going to tell you the truth, Tobias. It's getting to the point where Baker Mayfield might be the greatest trick the devil ever pulled in terms of uh, <laughs> in terms of NFL quarterbacks. Dude's not very good at all. He, he had me a little fool. He's not good at all. And then, and then your boy Taysom Hill keep getting paid. He must got emails of Sean Payton going jump full John Gruden or something. I don't know. Full <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tyler Perry. Some. Yeah, Yo, he gets like new. He gets he gets new contract, new money when he's not even playing. Like here, take this he's not even like, good. I don't even, I don't even get it, man. Dude, good. Sean Payton's playing. That's he's a good tight end. I don't even know if he's good. Back. <laughs> he, he he a good oh. football player. Not a he good ain't Cordell player. Patterson. <laughs> Cordell nah, be doing everything if he touches yeah. Cordell Patterson plays every position for the Falcons right now. Every position. He's good at it. He <laughs> he he I swear, I, I, swear I saw him play defensive end on a couple snaps. Cordell <laughs> 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 Patterson. He big. He big as a defensive end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh. It shows sometimes, because uh, Saints fans, I be trolling them, right? They swear they getting Russell Wilson. And I'm like, have y'all seen him the past calendar year with Metcalf and uh, Lockett? And Sierra doesn't want to live in New Orleans, people. She wants to live in the big city. And, while, and I always say this. If he's under contract, why in the hell would the, Saints, would the Seahawks even trade him? Or even trade him within the conference. If they trade him within a conference, it's like Donovan McNabb, what a GM, or call it, well, whatever. We ain't worried about him. You need to be worried about that, <laughs> to be honest. If they trade within a conference or division, because they ain't worried about so you seeing think, you. Now so they want you, people so to think about Russ is, You think Russ is done? 
I don't think he's done. I just think that uh, I always say he's likable. Yo, you so when he ain't good, is everybody else bro, like? I mean, I, I don't, yo, I think I think you you go too hard on Russ Pauls. Like you just be over the last couple of weeks. I don't know. You got it out for Russ, man. You've been slandering the hell out of Russ. Like, hey, I mean, I tell you what yeah, happened. You know, Tobias, yeah, you treat Russ like he's actually is, like I kind of agree with him. But like you said, Tobias be going out of his way to like keep voicing. Hey, like, like, I think, I think, like, it's I like think, I kind of agree, but I'm not going to Jimmy, Jimmy, I tell you what happened. Russ, Russ owe him a check for some, some for some linguine or something, man. You 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 cook the meal for him or something, and he owe you a bread. He owe hey, you bread. Like, I tell you, I tell you what happened. Feature let me behind, let me to the after party. One of his shows, like, yeah, buddy. I see how life is on the other side. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, Feature hooked me up. But I just think that uh, like people when they talk about trading for folks, they ain't realistic. You gotta have picks to trade for these quarterbacks potentially, and you gotta have money. And uh, the Giants may do that because even y'all thought Daniel Jones, I was watching that game Monday. They can fire Jason Garrett all they want, even though we know he sucked at his job for 10 years now. I tried to tell him to buy Daniel Jones cannot play quarterback. He can't play football. All Jason Garrett do is quack, though. So it's like, you know. What do you want him to do? (laughs) Here's here's the thing with Daniel Jones, right? There's nothing about his arm talent that flashes. Nothing that's like, well, well, we could work with that and get them in our system. And y'all talking about Saquon. I remember Giants fan, he got one that argued me down. I said, dude, you do not take a running back number two overall when you're in a full rebuild. You know who was in that draft they passed on? A future Hall of Fame guard in Quentin Nelson with that offensive line still sinks in New York. Bradley Chubb, Vita Vea for the Bucks, Derwin James, Jair Alexander, a lot of these good players. <laughs> and I'm like, you pick they a running back were, when your team is pretty, pretty much ready. They available player away from being good, I guess. I don't know what that was. And, and think about this. Saquon deal is almost up, and so you're not even going to pay the guy, and so you pretty much missed on that. Why pick a running back if y'all put some line in shambles and you don't have a QB? That, see, like, like Jimmy always says, these folks don't know what the hell they be doing. <laughs> you know, I give them that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and I just think that, for, uh, why we got to shout out Mel Tucker from Michigan State, also the richest black coach ever, 12 years, $95 million from Michigan State. We got to shout him out on that one. Uh, sure. And you got all these folks like these coons like Whitlock talking about he ain't ready. Damn, being ready. Lane Kiffin kept getting jobs is all I got to say. He got a pro job at 32, 33 years old, and he got fired but was taking an Lane, 80-yard kick. Lane wasn't, ready. Lane wasn't ready for that. Lane ain't ready for what he's doing now. He's That's what I'm saying, but he keeps getting paid. Uh, so I just want to shout him out. But uh, y'all talking about Cade Cunningham. It's crazy. One, the kid probably still 19 years old. <laughs> we got to remember that. These kids are 19 years old, and not only that, not one of your college basketball They've been playing an AAU ball where they don't even teach the kids anything. They just roll the ball out and say, y'all figure it out. So a lot of these kids have to be taught how to play the game in a structured setting nowadays. And that's the one thing. That's why I think college is a good option if you pay these kids so they can get some form of learning how to play. So you have to break that all the way down when they come in. But the dude is good. He wants to be in Detroit. Also, you got to factor that in. 
and he has a skill set where people will want to play with him. And I think that's something right there. And I, I think you just got to keep, you know, Detroit. Detroit's not one of those franchises where you can trade for big-name free agents. They have to hit in the draft and become a good franchise. And that's okay, but you've got to realize who you are, you know. All right, so what you, uh, what Bama going to do against Auburn this week? Shit, man, you seen this defense, man? We, we, we got a middle linebacker that arm tackles instead of meeting folks in the hole. You know, uh, we got a cornerback named Josh Jones. He's number 28. You've seen the back of his jersey more you've seen the front of it. Uh, we got a guy in DeMarco Hell in the States. We don't know where the hell he'd be at. He'd be just spinning I mean, around like a top. The NIL is here now. So ain't no, need, ain't no reason to go to Alabama. Like, and we get NIL money all around the world. So, you know, uh, y'all lost y'all luster. Sorry to Alabama break this to you. Don't work no more. Sorry to break this to you. Sean Quavia still ain't going to Purdue over Alabama. <laughs> if you got a choice. Uh, <laughs> that's all I got to say. Uh, <laughs> that's all I got to say. But I think sometimes it's like Bryce Young. Because I'm going to be honest. Throw out Nick Saban's first year at Alabama because your first year usually rebuilding. Since 08, this is probably his worst team. But Bryce Young is making a work that quarterback, who you need a quarterback in a 2023 season, look him up. He's making that work anyway. You don't got two dependable receivers. You don't got one running back. Your offensive line is a makeshift offensive line. He's still balling. And to me, that shows a lot when you're in a draft process where he ain't got what Mac Jones and Tua and Jalen Hurts did. And he's still balling his ass off. That's something you look at when you draft folks. But we know when he gets drafted, they're going to say, well, look what he had at Alabama. Henry Ruggs, Jalen, J- Jerry Judy, and Jalen Wilder, Devontae Smith. Neither, none of them were there when he played, but they'll probably bring that up anyway because, like y'all say, journalism is dead. <laughs> yes, hot take. But I think Alabama should win the game. Uh, but I don't think they're going to blow Auburn out because Alabama kind of stunk on the road this year. But, hey, I'll take a win, <laughs> to be honest with you. All right, man. Go have yourself a – Wonderful Thanksgiving, a good meal, and, um, you know, have fun watching the Detroit Lions, man. We'll, we'll wrap to you next <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> man. Man, man, I'm playing – hey, I'm going to watch King Richard and pissed off Shea Butter Twitter and, uh, and, you know, and those white feminists who act like they like black women until it's time to get votes when black women need equal pay. But anyway, uh, uh-huh. you got a good one. And Jimmy, <laughs> stay right, away buddy. from that stove top stuffing. I know you like hanging out the other side. You made a little bread now. Uh, <laughs> ah, here you kick, go. I know you ain't talking. Hey, hey Jerry, and please don't kick those those innocent black folks out of their homes during the holidays. We glad to make it to January first, man. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you right. guys have a good one, man. Hey, hey happy Thanksgiving to your families, man. You too, All right, man. Well, thank you. Peace, man. <laughs> Hey, them innocent people ain't paid their rent in six months. They got to go. <laughs> They're not innocent. <laughs> They're not innocent. They got to go. Yeah, All right, man. Dubai is crazy, yo. I ran and got my book, man. The book is called, and, you know, whoever this author is, Chuck Calloway, cut the check. Uh, the book is called The Brutal Art of Elbow Boxing, A Complete Elbow Fighting System by Chuck Galloway. So yeah, he you know man, he took I guess since I'm responsible feet, man, for his daughter and grandkids, he want to make sure I know different ways of how to bend up a trash can. So you know, Yo. I'm probably you know I got a heavy bag and you know in my little 
in my little gym. Get your elbow, so. get your elbow work in, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna get my elbow work in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this gym. I'm gonna go in there with the heavy bag and start throwing elbows at it, man. On his more tires, man. All right, Jim. Yeah, what what, what happened? <laughs> what happened this week? I'm gonna call y'all. Like, man, I done broke my damn arm. Um, <laughs> what happened this week? While everybody was on, I guess a little bit on the Grizz Naive for a couple of days. Yeah. So while you on a half a Grizz Naive is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. <laughs> bottom line, if you need a custom website, go to digitalextremetech.com or call two six seven two zero five four two zero three and go yeah. Now, um, what happened while you were on the grind this week, man? A couple, couple things to talk about, man. Oshenbeck was statue defaced at the University of Michigan. Yo, now, they, they, they vandalized it with paint because um, the message was supporting the sexual assault victims from the, remember the, the former sports doctor that had the scandal at Michigan? Yeah. With the you know with the the gymnastics girls and all of that kind of stuff, so yo somebody somebody went bars out on on this statue, um, and in black paint they wrote on the steps of the statue, Bo knew, hashtag hell to the victims, so that you know it was a little playoff the Bo Jackson ad you know Bo knows this Bo Bo knows yeah, that yeah so they. So they so they they barred him up. Bo knew, hashtag hell to the victims. So I mean, you know, I I don't know if anything happened with this case or this situation recently to make somebody do that, or was this somebody who'd always had feelings about that and they were never on the campus of Michigan? They finally got on campus, so they defaced the statue. I don't know what it was, but you know, Man, shout out to them context. for supporting these people and not forgetting about the victims of you know this doctor and how this happened and i guess they think yeah. things are being swept yeah, under the rug after a little bit of publicity so they you know brought it back to the forefront yeah, the with some bars the problem with statues the problem with statues is that are that humans aren't perfect i'm not defending boy at all like problem with statues is that everybody got one Yo, know, he ain't no kin of mine, so you can burn. I, I, I ain't defending Bo at all, but I was saying this in general. Like, there's no perfect person, so it's weird to have statues because especially in today's age where everybody's looking for a cause. Like, we, we live in a world now where everybody needs a cause to go fight something. Um, So, I mean, the easy target is who got a statue? Let's look in their past. What's dirty about it? You know what I mean? It sounds like you defended Robert E. Lee's statue. <laughs> I'm not defending Robert E. Lee at all. I, I, I'm I'm not defending. Yo, I don't think nobody should have to take all statues down. Yo, because hey. because yo, take them Shout all down. Like, you know what I mean? Because he, humans ain't perfect, man. <laughs> like take them all down. Speaking of statues, yo, I forgot. I talked about this last week when you weren't here, man. And you know this is a, a old head of yours, man. I asked the question. I I, I breached the question of whether oh, or not. Shit. Smoking Joe Frazier is overrated in the history of boxing. You got any thoughts on that before we move on? Scott, what are you supposed to do? I don't think he is. I don't think he is because I don't think he's ever mentioned as one of Big Smoking Joe. I've never heard him mentioned as a GOAT. What has he done? But he he has legendary fights. He had the belt at his size. Um, You know, that left hook is legendary. I mean, right. you know, his battles with Ali, Ali, Frazier is a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but you know Foreman, what? Foreman, you, the Frazier. first thing you said is one of the points we kind of brought up last week. 
It's like, okay, his name gets mentioned and all of that, but at this point, I really think his name only gets mentioned because of the three-set war with with um three-fight wars with Muhammad Ali. Um, yeah. Other than that, like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, for me, like, when his name does come up, like, I really think that that's the only reason because, you know, just doing the research, and I never wanted to, you know, think this kind of stuff, but I just happened to be doing research. That's why the question came up, and I asked B last week. When he did win the belt, like, he only had four um, successful title defenses against some dudes that, you know, not a lot of people has ever heard of. Um, one of those was against Muhammad Ali, but you know the circumstances and context around that. Muhammad Ali hadn't fought in a while, but he still beat Muhammad Ali in there. Then you saw what happened to him, you know, when he when he fought uh, Big Foreman. Um, and I don't know if a lot of people know this. We talked about this last week. Did you know they had a second fight? Yeah. This was this was later when you know both of them were kind of mm-hmm. washed. Even though Foreman had a, a resurgence later in the, in the 90s, but um, you know, and he, and he he beat him up again. But the first one was so brutal, and it was for the heavyweight title. Like, nobody actually talks about the second one because the first one was such a legendary moment in boxing. Yeah, so um, I, I, yeah, I know about the second one. But the thing is, though, like, when people talk about the greatest boxers, his name isn't really mentioned anyway. Like, so I don't think right. – that's, that's why I wouldn't call him overrated because mm. I don't think anybody rates him as being one of the greatest. But he does have legendary moments. And you got to understand also that there was a time back then where you didn't duck smoke, right? So if he, right. if he was to get the title – in 2021, he could have probably had 15 defenses because he because he could have played the game that some of these modern boxers do. You know what I mean? Where so, no, no, no. Go ahead and say who opponent. plays that game. Say who lined plays up, that lined game. Up the Floyd. Floyd. It, it ain't just Floyd though, bro. It ain't just Floyd. Like first of all, Floyd ain't even nah, no more. I ain't even talking about him. But it's it's not just him either, yo. Like like, like what, what, Floyd, what, when, be, when the, um, to be fair, Floyd, Floyd never Floyd never lined up tomato cans though. Floyd's Resume, no, Floyd's resume is going to hit different for the people who don't know the context behind when he when he when he fought the those. That he yeah, fought. got you. But at That's the true. same time, even though I, you know, I'm a little critical of Floyd for that. At the same time, you still got to think though. Like we can say Floyd did that, but Floyd was aging himself, so he still had to be good enough. You know what I'm saying? And to, and to, to Floyd's credit, he got to better credit, and he man. got older, and that's hard to do. To Floyd's you know credit, he dominated all them folks too, right? So right. the thing about Floyd is, and, and you know, Floyd, I, I have my issues. I don't have issues with Floyd because I don't know the boy like that. But some of his off the uh, out of the ring behavior is just crazy. He beats but up inside women. that ring, he beats up inside women. that ring though, women and, the tra- and the train be coming. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying, bro. I said mm-hmm. outside the ring. Uh, that's that's where my issues are. But inside that mm-hmm. ring, though, I don't even think anyone's come close to beating the ball. Like, the ball dominated people. Like, he just he was just a better pugilist than pretty much everybody <laughs> Sugar, he got in the ring. Sugar, Sugar Shane hit him real hard in the second and quit. <laughs> Yo, he was Shane done. Was, He's like, hey, I did more than most of these dudes. Yo, how you line up for how you, how you get ready for a championship fight and then admit at the end, like, yo, I was tired for the second round? Hey. But that was that same fight. That was that same dude fight. Dude is hard to hit. Big, so if you hit him. Dude. You no, but that was also the same training camp where Sugar Shane 
Sugar Shane got in trouble in training camp because he had a young lady, a big bear with him. Like that was, Yo, Sugar Shane you know, spent that was, that the whole training camp having sex. See, pretty <laughs> much. But pretty much. Back to the... To <laughs> the... Okay, go ahead. No, but anyway, getting back to the point though, I don't think that he's overrated because I don't think he's ever I don't think he's ever rated like we talk about the great you hear Ali, you're here Floyd, you'll even hear like a Roy Jones from B Austin, like but the fact is I don't think he's gonna sit up there as one of the greatest doctors. But you know he does what it have is, great though? moments in his You know name. what it is? We, because we I overrate him because we're from Philly. That that's that's one. We we from Philly and we up. and he had, you know, the the legendary set with Muhammad Ali, but I think that is it. That that's why Smoking Joe's name rings bells like twelve o'clock, like Sunday at twelve o'clock, because but but, but because somebody that everybody universally deems the greatest, like he was his main Mm -hmm. rival, so that makes him famous by by default. Even though he was a he was a a good fighter, he was a very good fighter. But like Jim said, outside of Ali stories, you don't really hear Smoking Joe's name. Outside of you know, here's the thing though, Ali documentary. Again, this was a, a different time. He definitely would have like you know played that game. But then the second thing is, back then, what it meant to be the heavyweight champion was different. You know what I'm saying? Like back then, and, and this is the context of time. If you were the heavyweight champ, you were somebody in the world. So to have that, anybody who had that belt at one point in time were considered that dude. Whether it was Foreman, Ali, Frazier, like all these dudes are legends in our head because the heavyweight champ actually meant something. These days, mm-hmm. yo, okay, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, who even got the belt right now? It's, uh, uh, it's like 16 Fury, right? So, yeah, Fury. You know what I'm and, saying? Like, so, and the boy that beat Joshua, what? I don't even remember his name. Kazostaki. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> now it doesn't have the same cachet with it, but to, to even achieve being heavyweight champion at that time period, like, you know, kind of put him on the map. And you add those three fights in, and it just gives even him a mythical status, but. I can't He's remember, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he get the belt, like, on some, the belt is up for grabs stuff, because, yeah, you know I mean? Yeah, and he had to fight, yeah. and, he, and he knocked ball out, but, like, you know, so, so the yeah. thing is, though, you knocked know, like a corny ball I, that's why I wouldn't call him overrated, but, I mean, it's okay. context let's, everything, let's, let's, let's I don't want to spend too much time, because we got to get out of here in a minute, but, oh, yeah, my bad, my bring bad, it down to our, bring it down to our level, bring it down to Philly, do we, as Philadelphians, overrate him? He does have a statue in the city. Um, I mean, he yeah, claims Philly, absolutely. even though he's born in South Carolina. He, you know, he came to Philly. He claims Philly. He claimed Philly as his own. Rest in peace. Um, but remember, there used to be a thing where people were like, yo, Philadelphians are silly. They run around with this statue of this fake fighter when they got Joe Frazier there. They can have a statue of him. Like, is it like you can have a statue of him because he's known as your best heavyweight like, that goes back to what we're saying. Like, everybody doesn't really need a statue. You don't have to put a statue up just because. But people used to say that. They got a statue of some fake fighter, but and I they don't even have a statue that. of Joe, Joe, Joe Frazier. But, do, like, did we really need a statue of Joe Frazier? Like, even if well, we don't do a statue, who do, you think, who do you think is the greatest fighter ever from Philly? Would it be Joe Frazier or would it be uh, Bernard. Uh, uh, Bernard Hopkins? The well, here's the thing, right? Like, here's do Bernard thing, deserve thing, right? a statue? In this world, I already gave you my given? opinion on statues in general. I don't think anybody mm-hmm. is in a statue because, but 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 now we're talking about strictly boxing. I understand that argument too about the Rocky John, um, but but here's the thing: when you def- how do you define greatness? Is it about your skill set or is it about what you meant to the culture? Because Joe Frazier is a legend, 
regardless of whether it's he's about the how, that, or not. how you use that skill set over time to impact the culture and 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 the sport, right? So and truthfully, I mean, here's a sustained run. Here's the fact of the matter, right? Joe Frazier, his fights with Ali are still being talked about, like, in documentaries and in people that were there. Like, but still so like is Doug thing. Williams' Super Bowl. But we Let me finish, Doug though. Williams is... Let me finish, though. Bernard Hopkins, from a skill set, is probably one of the great, probably top three I've ever seen, like, just in terms of being a boxer. But ain't nobody mm-hmm. talking about none of his fights. Like, it, it, he, he'll, he'll be forgotten. I hate to say that. But unless you're into boxing and a fan of being a pugilist, he doesn't have that, that cachet. Like, yeah, he's like there. Like, it's, it's, unfor- he's un- it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. He's like Tim Duncan. No, no, shot, no shots, but I don't want no smoke. But it is <laughs> what it is. y'all, I never really bang with the whole Rocky argument anyway because that statue is about Rocky, about a dog. Boxer. You love Rocky. Man. No, 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 no. You, you're no, biased. I, no, it's not about being biased, though. That The statue was supposed to be symbolism for the city. Even the movie was supposed to be symbolism for the, for the city. So it wasn't like, oh, we're putting a, a, a statue of a, of a fake boxer. It was just supposed to be symbolism of the blue-collar underdog city. And if you know the Yo, story, that's what that was about. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't Rocky down, over Joe as, Frazier. Like, I never... Thought it was that, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, it was I, about I, I it was you. about it was it was deeper than that. It was about giving another white uh, another white uh, idol for the for the folks. That's all it was. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that and, and that precisely is why the only people you've ever heard complain about this were black people. Black <laughs> people. That's the only yeah. people you've ever heard complain about this were black people. I mean, but, they already they already I, 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 I think I get the symbolism argument. But the, the, the perception of the world is that we're supplanting a sports figure with a fictional figure, right? So to have to explain that and give the context and meaning, it, it kind of even loses meaning yeah, when I mean, you have to do that. Because you got, you know, Man, you dog, got white there that all you over here. You got to explain it. You know, I go, I go around the corner for Rocky, then I got to look at Frank Rizzo. Like, if you can't tell me it's not intentional. Like, this is, this is what's all over <laughs> here, you know, these white tennis, <laughs> man. It is what it is, man. Okay. Well, I mean, but then you, you know, then you go down the street and you look at Doc. I don't even know where that is now. Like, did they get rid See? of Doc? You don't even know where that is. <laughs> I mean, you got Joe yeah, Frazier. You don't even know where Doc is. Doc bigger than Joe Frazier. Like, oh, come on, man. Listen, man. All, I, all I'm saying is, man. <laughs> like, we definitely all desperate. All I'm saying is, yo. If, at least if you're going to do it, is, have a statue of him rumbling Muhammad then. Yo, I didn't realize how long we've been on here, bro. We got like five minutes left. Real quick, though. Um, oh, really? Howard Eskin is reporting that Ben Simmons is broke. I mean, what are you going to tell me? Ooh. But uh, he's saying that Ben Simmons is spending money like crazy, and he's he got it from a, a reliable source, whatever that means, that Ben Simmons is going completely broke. Um, My man got uh, five cribs in Philly. Crib we got on time, LA. Like, I mean, we it. only going to be five more minutes, but we got we got time. It ain't going to cut us off in when we started. Oh, no, you know what? You know what? I forgot. I thought we came on at 8. Yeah. So we came on 8.30. No, my fault. My bad. Yeah. But no, we're we, we going to be gone yeah, in five I'm, minutes. But it ain't going to, like I said, it ain't I'm tripping. Cut it. I'm tripping, tripping. I thought we had five minutes left. We actually got 35 minutes. Anyway. But, um, let me let me read you what he said because Howard Eskin again, you know, and he's done this like he, 
because he has gotten some stuff right in the past, like, he always expects us to just believe anything he says when he says, I have a reliable source. But he said, I was told by somebody very reliable, he may be tapped out broke. Um, and he said this on uh, 94 WIP, the evening show with Joe Giglio. He said cash flow broke because he's losing so much money, but he spent so much money. $17.5 million home. Remember, he has to pay taxes, too. $17.5 million home. He's got two homes in the Philadelphia area, area, area probably worth 8 or $9 million. He buys a new car every month, four or 500000 He just spends money like it's nothing because he thinks it never ends. And the person that told me is very reliable that, he got, that he's got serious cash flow issues. Um, I mean, we, we know and we've heard about Ben Simmons' spending habits, but – is his like like I, I'm wondering like is his source reliable because he actually heard somebody in his camp say all right he's losing money he might have to come back to the Sixers just to get his check or are we just going off his spending habits and saying well he can't possibly have a lot of cash left because he spends money like this it could be one of those speculations off, you know you might be speculating like because you know his habits yeah it's definitely he can't possibly it's definitely speculation I mean until you've seen, you know, you seen it, the financial statement per- or the bank account it's, 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 spec, it's speculation go ahead my mm-hmm. bad I mean I don't know bro like the thing about you it you hear this from Rich Paul you know and- yeah, it, it, you know, you never know where it comes from. It could be from Rich Paul trying to get Ben to make it because they be they, somebody could be telling Ben like, "Yo, dog, you going broke," and Ben like, "No, I ain't," and keep spending. And we're like, "All right, well, let's put the story out here." So I mean, who knows what it is, right? Shout, shout out to Howard Eskin. You know what I mean, shout out to Spike Eskin who's been on our show before. But yo, um, the fact is though, the reason this is not shocking is because we're talking about a professional athlete, and we know historically that athletes hey, we did deal with their money. We did a two part show on athletes going broke. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's not difficult. Yeah, to it's just not. It's just not difficult to believe. And if you uh, ever been on Ben's IG, you know Ben gets busy when it comes to spending chicken. So not shocking at all. All right, cool. Not shocking <laughs> at all. Like it's it's, it's, it's like it's, it's Yeah, not at we'll all. We'll see. Hey, hey if Ben reports to the team in the next couple of days, then we know where there's smoke. <laughs> there might be a little bit of fire. Ben report to the team. Yeah, man. Because he got to get his chicken. I mean, but my man, Brandon, know, my man Ben want to leave so bad that he, he only wants to like go homeless. Though, so <laughs> my man, man want to go homeless and play for the Sixers, yo. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. How bad does he want to get out? Yo, we asked. Yo, he's willing to go like he, he's willing to file chapter thirteen rather than come back to the Sixers, yo. Anyway, um. Social media, man, is, is 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 funny at times, man. And one of the funniest things was this past week when your man Kevin Durant got in the game with like the ashiest, <laughs> the ashiest legs you've ever seen in your life, bro. Ever. Murked him on social and media. That didn't even look real. It body. scaly. That's what somebody said. They was like, that. That's not even ash. That's scales. Like that looks like scales. And you know they've been memeing his ash to death over the last few days but y'all know who we're talking about so y'all know he couldn't just ignore it so he's on twitter going back and forth with, with folks and telling them back. like yo i'm at the point back. i'm about to be like i'm about to tell y'all like how broke y'all are like <laughs> kevin durant to me fellas look like he probably smells awful because it's not just the scales we've already talked it's about hair. his hair his beard like 
Kevin Durant. <laughs> somebody who said was that somebody in our chat or was that one of the people on Twitter that said Kevin Durant looked like he just wake up in the morning, roll over and hoops. Like, like, yeah, like over listen, yo, everybody showering in the practice facility. You say, yo, you gonna get a shower, Kev? You like, no, I'm good. I'm going home. Listen, don't that, do that. I what y'all missing is this. So here's what y'all missing. That is his dedication of hoops. He don't care about anything else but basketball. That's why he's the best player in the world right there. In the world, Craig. <laughs> he's like, all you all care about is hoops. He don't care about nothing else. He said, I'm about to, he, he he tweeted on the 23rd, he said, I'm about to pull my y'all broke card in a second. F y'all. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> the crazy part is, like, Some even, even that his, like, broke, one. That's, that's, that's chipping in on the conversation. Yo, you know how, everybody know, like, you know, where we come from. Like, you have people that like basketball, but then you got, like, hoopers. It's a difference, right? Yeah. When you got a hooper versus somebody that likes basketball. Kevin Hoop Durant above is, like, everything. is, like, the pro, he's he's a hooper, but he's on another level of hooper. Like he's probably the the biggest hooper I've seen in the league in my lifetime. Like that's right. all he cares about. Dog, like I was, relationship like I've, I've had stints was in public. my life where I was a, a hooper. Like I used to put hoop over cheeks at one point. Yeah, um, but dog, think about this. That right? wore off. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is an A list celebrity. He's had like one relationship that was like public, and that was with another hooper. Right. Like even another, his relationship another. that was public with Hooper. Yeah, Hoop God. That man is dedicated to his craft, yo. He definitely to the is. Not dedicated to the love. Yeah, he's, his self care. His self care is in question. Yeah, that was All definitely right, nasty, so. though, man. That was definitely yeah. nasty, man. Go look up the photos if y'all don't know what we're talking about, man. Just Google Kevin Durant Ashy. All right, man. Last thing I want to ask you about, we want to go out. Is that uh? Put the Jordan meme on his leg. King Richard released in theaters as well as uh, HBO Max. Um, any you gentlemen get a chance to watch King Richard? Um, I've already watched it one yet. and a half times. <laughs> oh, damn. All right. That was in the crib crying and whatnot. Y'all watch it yet? No? No. Honestly, honestly, I didn't. Let me ask you a question, though. Did you did you uh, shed a thug here? Um, I don't think there was any moments. It wasn't really... I'm trying to think. Not, I don't not even, not even a tear moments. There were moment? definitely like some fist pump moments, like yeah, that you know that type of thing. But I, I didn't go thug tear on this one. But it's a good movie. Okay. Like you know, I'm I'm not gonna just jump out there. I'm saying Will's performance was good enough for Oscar consideration. I'm not like you know everybody else every year when we're fighting for these you know awards, fighting for these people to to include us. That's going to be like, oh, he should get an Oscar for this, because I've seen that already. I've seen people say that already. He's been out two days. Will should get an Oscar for this. They ain't seen their other movie that's going to have Oscar consideration, but they've seen this one, and that's all they need to say to see to see he's going to get it. I'll say this, you know, because especially with biopics, I know, Jim, you do this as well, like I do. When you see a biopic, you start to go back and do research on the actual person to see how well, in retrospect, this person played him. And I went back and looked at some Richard Williams interviews and seen the boy talking. Will does a very good job with this one. He really got into the character. Props to the two young girls who played Venus and Serena. When you look at the, when you watch the movie and you see the little girl that plays Serena, and you just mm-hmm. look at her voice inflections and stuff, like yo. She's not getting talked about enough because, you know, everybody's going to talk about the big star. They're going to talk about Will. I'm like, they're not talking about this young girl who played Serena enough because I'm a, like, 
she got me believing. I'm like, yo, I've heard Serena talk plenty. And until you see what, what I'm talking about, then you're going to realize, like, Serena does have, like, a certain thing with her, when, like, certain inflections when she talks. And this little girl is nailing it. So it's a good movie. Um, I definitely recommend it. Y'all should put it on the on the docket for the weekend. Um, if you don't have, I think much, I think what I'll do is I'll do. watch that. I'll watch that instead of the Lions and Bears. Instead game. of the Lions game, yeah, go ahead and do that because it's not short. It's like two hours and twenty four minutes, so that should get you through most of that Lions game, and and you know get you right up to to, to meal time. So it'd be something good to watch. But shout out, shout All out! Right, to that's it's what's a, up, a very man. good movie. It's, it's gonna it's gonna no leave doubt. you wanting more no though. Because it's one of those things, kind of like when Will did Ali, the period that they chose, you can be like, damn, there's so much more to this. I want them to keep going, but it, it's, it's, a, it's a good movie. Yo, man. Uh, the the idea of playing Richard. Yo, shout out to Venus and Serena for putting together a biopic on their phone. I think that I think that's the biggest part of this whole thing is, like, right. these two black girls recognizing, you know, what their father meant to them and, like, Honoring him forever because this is going to right. like live past all of them. And so it's and it's honest to too. It, it doesn't show or paint him in this perfect light, but it, you know, it it shows like they wouldn't be what they are without him. So, yeah, mm-hmm. shout out to him. now. Now we now yeah, we shout get, out to the husbands for supporting. Yo, yo, now man, we gotta get up. a Joe Jackson. We gotta get a Joe Jackson biopic because I mean Joe Jackson. <laughs> He don't get enough credit, no. man. Right. It's not for his right. excuse. I mean, because yeah, Joe Jackson has been played. Shout out to Coach East who played Joe Jackson. But, no, nah, that, that wasn't about – like, it, Jim's right. It needs to be about him. No, nah, because even if you're imperfect, man, people still got to know. Like, there's no us without him. So tell that story, man. I mean, I, yeah, I just man. told He's Michael Jackson, to man. save Tito some syrup. That's all that shit was about. <laughs> <laughs> give Joe Jackson his flowers, yo. That's all that. That's give Joe Jackson his flowers, you beat man. Them goddamn you know kids. <laughs> yo, man. Anyway, man, <laughs> that's what happened this past week or half week while y'all were on the Grizz Naive, man. Um, let's talk about this thing sports history before we get out of here. Will do. And Neil said to you, Jim, in the chat, she said, I can make more sweet potato cheesecake. She said, I take both, Cash App and uh, – and PayPal, whatever you said, I take both. <laughs> so we'll get with you offline. Okay, listen, listen we gonna we gonna we gonna make that happen. Listen, <laughs> and you owe Dev, you owe Dev a commission because Dev came to me bragging about how great it was <laughs> to the point where I'm ready to send you the cash app. So you owe Dev a commission. Oh, That's all I'm gonna say. I, I, I get commission enough, man, because we are like we are like her primary test dummies. So we get stuff like multiple <laughs> times a week, whether it's baked goods. I mean, like, yeah, hey, we so no. we good. No, I'm just I'm, letting you know. You know what, Jim? It's, it's actually my responsibility to scream to the heavens. I, I like this marketing should be free because I'm the, I'm the um. Hey, I'm the, I'm the well, Neil, I'm just letting hey, you know. Hey, man, that, salute. I'm just letting you salute know. Salute to uh, Neil. Dev is doing his job. Dev is doing his job because he ate the sweet potato cheesecake and he hit me and was like, "Yo, yo, you know, you bless the food, man." So now I, I need. Yeah, I will say this though. Salute, salute, salute to Neil. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna have an opportunity to sample. Some of her greatest work uh, between now and the uh, and uh, Xmas, so I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking so, forward to it. I will tell you this though, Neil is not good for you know all the work I've been trying to put in over the past year with my weight and all that stuff. She's not good for that, but <laughs> but I, I guess I guess you could flip it and say she's actually good because she make me have to go harder because I always got some some junk food to run off. 
So <laughs> yeah, that's the way. That's the way you justify it. They'll moderate. Yeah, you gotta look at it that way. She's giving me more, more, more uh, motivation to work. All right. So this date in sports history brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what it is, man. Greatest sports book ever written. Sports. Smart will only read the sports written by War Room Sports' own Jimmy the Blueprint. Get you a copy, warroomsports.com or sportsthebook.com. Early. All right, so November 25th, 1960. Hold up, man. Before I even, before I even read this one, um, I, I, I got to get, get something ready. <laughs> Y'all know what I got to get ready. But November 25th, 1960. Wilt Chamberlain pulls down an NBA record 55 rebounds, albeit still <laughs> in a 132-129 defeat to the <laughs> Boston Celtics. No wow. human being can do that. <laughs> no yeah. human being Yo. can do Yo, that. For why did my man have? For why did my Yo. man have a double nickel in rebounds? <laughs> That's Yo. disrespectful, man. That's yo, that's our, yo, like we, y'all know, that's our that's our greatest drop we have on the board, yo. Like that is amazing. My man said, my man is talking about something that he the did. He said, "Yo, no human can do that." So he's basically saying his homie was an alien. Um, and and Neil said, "I'm yo. so thankful for y'all, for real. We're thankful for you too. Appreciate it." Um, Absolutely. but now nah, 55. Of course, though, they cannot. They couldn't get past in Boston Celtics. The crazy part, we sit here impressed about how, um, like, Andre Bumman gets, like, every rebound that comes down for the Sixers, especially when Joel Embiid is not there, which he hasn't been late, right? Even though Andre Drummond is, like, a piece of feces on the offensive end of the court. But it's, like, impressive how it seems like every rebound comes down to him. But those be, like, 22, 23 rebound games. Can you imagine somebody pulling 55 Rebounds in one game, and, and hold up, ass team still can't get the win. No wow. human being more, can do that. <laughs> more context to this too, right? This is at a time when everybody crashed the boards. Right, so he's yo, actually yo. fighting for these rebounds. Like I, I mean, I he, feel, prob- he probably got like forty-five of them on the offensive end from his teammates missing shots. And your man probably got like a, thirty rebounds in that game. So like. He got 55 when he probably still lost 25 of them to, to the ball. <laughs> Did anybody else rebound? Obviously not. Other than them two? Probably was just them two, a rebound contest. They probably have, man, <laughs> more rebounds <laughs> than, than points in the game. All right, so um, one more um, from another great. Uh, on November 25, 1957, Jim Brown sets – a Browns club record, I guess was then an NFL record, 237 yards rushing in one game. So shout out to these two legends, Will Chamberlain and Jim Brown, because, you know, both of these, like some of the stuff that both of these guys did, you can definitely say. No wow. human being can do that. <laughs> Yo, that's so like, that's like an off game for Eric Henry. On this turkey day, man, <laughs> salute. <laughs> All right, man. Let's, let's get Yo, up out of hey, here, Hey, real man. quick, Dan. I smell Thirty-seven is the average game for Derrick Henry. And the crazy part about Derrick Henry is, um, <laughs> you know, the ball, what's the, the ball just became like the, uh, the leading rusher in the NFL. I can't remember who it was. Somebody just passed Derrick Henry to become the leading rusher in the NFL this year. The, the but running Henry back really had to because Derrick Henry been hurt. 
Yo, yeah, yeah, the boy three for weeks. Cool. He just passed, he just passed Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry literally had to miss Derrick three Henry games for somebody to pass. Yeah, he had to sit. He had to sit for like a month. Oh, he had to sit three games with somebody. Yo, he broke. Him, yo, bull broke his foot, and they're saying he's gonna come back this season. No wow. human being can do that. <laughs> yeah, put him on the alien list. He's alien now. Listen, man, thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for our 12th annual Turkey Day potluck in the war room. And shout out to everybody that, you know, got up with us, tuned in, those in the group chat, you know what I'm saying? Mill with us in the, in, in the chat and everything. Shout out to everybody, man. Um, to the next week, live right here on demand. We catch you up on everything going on in sports. So until then, thank enjoy you, your Thanksgiving, thank you, thank enjoy your you. weekend, enjoy college. Football, hoops, NFL, NBA, whatever it is you're watching. I don't, enjoy all King Richard. Enjoy everything, man. All that is. Stay safe in the thank street. You, thank you. Thank up. you. We'll see you right <laughs> back here next time. Catch everything we do at the hub of warroomsports.com. All of our content, social media, everything. Also, support the book. You can find that at warrooms.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the world. You're ignorant. We'll see each other next time. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.